To enjoy mixed martial arts, you have to have to some degree a disposition that allows you to accept the fact that combat sports are inherently violent and that somebody could get hurt. But today's list is all about those fights that had us thinking, maybe we don't have the stomach for this after all. These are the lopsided beatdowns that got us turning our heads, begging for the referee to stop the fight through the screen, and explaining to our traumatized casual friends that not all the fights are that brutal. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are 10 one-sided fights we could barely finish watching. Number 10. Joanna Jacek versus Carla Esparza. Have you ever watched a spider take its prey? The insect gets trapped in the web and they desperately struggle to free themselves, but the more effort they put forth, the harder it seems it is to escape. Meanwhile, the spider methodically and with cold efficiency incapacitates it and leaves it for dead. That's a bit how watching this UFC strawweight title fight between Joanna Jacek and Carla Esparza at UFC 185 felt. Cookie Monster is one of the premier grapplers in the division, and her game plan against such an elite striker was, of course, to score takedowns, control the fight, and win it on the ground. But of the 17 attempts Esparza made, she only landed a single takedown, and Jacek was to her feet almost immediately. When standing with the challenger, Carla was simply outmatched and landed only four significant strikes total, two of which came in the clinch. Without the takedown and with all that energy expended, Esparza was in a dangerous spot as Joanna Violence stalked her down and landed shot after shot 13 times as many before the referee was forced to stop the fight following a flurry late in the second, the champion out on her feet. It wasn't necessarily the brutality of the fight that made makes this one work for the list, although it did have that element. It was more so the unnerving feeling that things simply were not working for Esparza on this particular night, and those watching were hoping its inevitable conclusion would come sooner than later. Number 9. Fred Edish vs. Johnny Rhodes it's a legendary tale and perhaps the first MMA fight where we as an audience simply wanted it to mercifully end because it was abundantly clear there was no chance for victory coming out of the blue corner and things were getting out of hand. Fred Edish would find himself in the quarterfinals of the UFC 2 tournament as an alternate for porno sambo master Freak Hammaker, who was forced out of his bout with Johnny Rhodes due to an injury in the opening round. Rhodes had a substantial kickboxing background, especially in comparison to Edish who was from traditional Kempo and admittedly didn't really know what it is he was getting into. He simply answered an ad in the back of Black Belt Magazine that a student at his dojo brought to him. Fred had no full contact combat sports experience. This was his first foray, and well, it showed. It's simply one of the most brutal beatings in the early UFC days. It's the type of fight that had more gone that way. Maybe even we fans collectively would have said, this whole concept might not be a good idea. Fred looked like a point fighter in a fight to the death. He certainly was tough and didn't want to give in despite the beating, but this one's still hard to watch because you can tell he's just out of his depth. Unfortunately, his performance would make Fred the subject of ridicule for decades following UFC 2 from both the traditional martial arts and MMA community, but he found his own redemption in 2009 when he returned to MMA and got a victory. Number 8. Glover Teixeira vs. Fabio Maldonado Within 30 seconds of their UFC 153 feature bout starting, Glover Teixeira had knocked down Fabio Maldonado and was in full mount, turning his face into Hamburger Helper. The first 30 seconds, and this fight would eventually be stopped by the doctor after the second round. Can you guess who the referee was? If you said Mario Yamasaki, you are sadly correct. Fabio continued to take a ruthless beating but for an arm triangle attempt until the final minute of the first, where the fighters would stand up and Glover would drop some more bombs, Maldonado literally being held up by the cage because he couldn't balance himself in 
anymore. At this point, the fight could have 100% been stopped, but because Maldonado landed a couple decent desperation punches, literally the only offense he'd mounted all fight, things would continue. It took all of two minutes for Glover to find full mount in this next round. With less than a minute left in the second, the doctor was called in, and the madman said let the slaughter continue. But right after the round ended, he told a stumbling and brutalized Maldonado that he yeet his last haw on this night. Fabio was of course commended by the commentary team for his incredible ability to absorb punishment, but it did not make this one any easier to watch. Number 7. Edson Barbosa vs. Dan Hooker Absolutely everything that Edson Barbosa throws is a significant strike. The man doesn't know what it means to not throw everything with the intention of... And when a fighter like that meets one of the toughest to ever step into the octagon in Dan Hooker at UFC on Fox 31, well, you get your number seven entry. In the first two rounds, Barbosa was giving Hooker everything he could handle on all fronts. His leg was completely shredded. He was taking big, nasty shots to the body. His face was all busted up. He'd been wobbled. And that was before the barrage towards the end of the second, where Barbosa turned him into the damn Bob training dummy. The third round is where things got particularly awful, though. Huge kicks to the gut. I mean, the kind of shots that would turn your organs into a fine paste. After three or four that landed perfectly, in addition to all the other damage, Dan's body had enough and collapsed onto the mat in a heap. It was absolutely brutal to watch and had fans turning their heads whenever the next body shot would land. Of course, Hooker didn't want to go to the hospital afterwards because he was ripped from some kind of action movie and brought into real life, but this was a hard one to watch even if the spectacular nature of the violence of it was truly awe-inspiring. Number 6. Ricardo Arona vs. Kazushi Sakuraba Look at how they massacred my boy. After Ricardo Arona defeated Dean Lister in the opening round of the 2005 Pride Middleweight Grand Prix, he was bothered by the criticism that his fight was underwhelming. He played it too safe, he was boring. And so he vowed to put on a show against his second round opponent, fan favorite Kazushi Sakuraba. I don't think anybody had the type of show in mind that we would get though. The first 10 minutes were relatively uneventful. Arona controlled the bout the entire time. He got in a few decent shots, busted open Sakuraba's cauliflower ear. No big deal. But it would be the devastation of the second round that had fans wishing the fight had stopped way sooner. A soccer kick would open up a pretty nasty cut over Kazushi's eye, but it was the sustained barrage of knees to the head for nearly the entirety of the second round that make this incredibly hard to watch. Sakuraba had nowhere to go and ate massive shots over and over. It's the most knees to the head I've ever seen in a single fight in Pride. For good measure, Arona even stood up once and landed a few soccer kicks before getting right back to the knees. When the round ended, Saku's face was absolutely destroyed. The poor guy's head looked like a terrible drawing of what a human is supposed to look like. Luckily, his corner threw in the towel within seconds of seeing his battered face, but even with that merciful stoppage to the bout, it still went on entirely too long. Number 5. Chris Cyborg vs. Jan Finney you could argue that most of Chris Cyborg's fights would qualify for this list. And while there are certainly some other contenders, her destruction of Jan Finney was the only time I felt like I should maybe call the police while watching. I don't even know what for in particular, it just felt like the right thing to do in the moment. This bout is peak strike force Cyborg. She's successfully defended her featherweight title once, and on the Fedor vs. Verdum show, would get a chance to do it again. I have never seen a fight get so out of hand so fast. In the first half of the first round, Finney would be dropped, it looked like, four separate times, and she would be violently beat down while she desperately tried to stay in the fight on the ground. I've never seen a crowd boo because they were hoping for a stoppage. I'm surprised they didn't start chanting mercy towards the end of the first round because honestly, the fight was over at that point. I don't know what referee Kim Winslow was seeing that she would consider intelligent or defense, but Jan would survive the round because she's tough as they come, only for the second to be a savage repeat of the first. About three minutes in, it would be a knee to the body and the fifth knockdown that finally ended things, and while of course the challenger should be commended on her toughness, it was not a fight that needed eight minutes to determine the outcome. Number four, Cain Velasquez versus Junior Dos Santos, two and three. 
These two fights are sort of a collective beating. It was one of the most watched moments in the history of mixed martial arts. Live on the first ever Fox broadcast, Junior Dos Santos made quick work of heavyweight champion Cain Velasquez, KOing him in just over a minute. The pair would meet in two more title fights over the next two years, but the shock and amazement of JDS's initial win would be replaced by increasing levels of brutality throughout their rematches. UFC 155 took place over a year after their first meeting and would go the distance, but only because of the unbelievable durability of Dos Santos. The pace that Kane put on Junior for this fight was outrageous. The sheer volume of attack, 339 total strikes thrown, he attempted 33 takedowns, had nearly 14 minutes of control time, and a knockdown to top it all off. JDS got hit with 82 significant strikes to the head alone. It was one of the most lopsided prolonged title fights the sport had ever seen. Dos Santos looked like he stuffed his head into a beehive after the fight. And then their third bout happened. More strikes landed, more control time, less takedown attempts because he didn't need them, another knockdown, and in this fight, JDS landed an abysmal 37%, and Kane's cuts were largely cosmetic. In total, the champion landed 274 strikes before Dos Santos would spike his head into the canvas during a failed submission attempt and essentially KO himself, kneeling in a heap as the referee finally put a stop to the 10th round of absolute decimation by Kane Velasquez. Number 3. Valentina Shevchenko vs. Priscilla Cachueta when the UFC minted a brand new women's flyweight division in 2017, it seemed like the perfect fit for everyone's favorite Soviet spy, Valentina Shevchenko. The bullet was no doubt a strong bantamweight, but just slightly undersized. Her only losses in the UFC to Amanda Nunes, and by the thinnest of margins in their second encounter. A season of tough would decide the division's first champion, and a few short months later, Shevchenko would be paired up with Priscilla Cachueta for her flyweight debut. The assumption being a win would earn her a shot at the title. Well, Valentina apparently didn't want to leave any doubt in this one. Truthfully, though, the brutality of this bout was not her fault. Keshweda is as tough as truck stop beef jerky, and this was the fight that infamously ended Mario Yamasaki's run as a referee for UFC events. Everyone but the fighters dropped the ball here, including Priscilla's corner. The stats on this one are grim. 230 total strikes to three. Eight minutes, 32 seconds of control time in a two-round fight. It was an absolute beatdown and should have been stopped long before Shevchenko decided to show mercy with a rear naked choke finish, since Yamasaki wanted this thing to go to the death, apparently. It was a horrible mismatch. The UFC was criticized for the bout, and in turn, of course, the referee and the corner. Shevchenko certainly made a statement, though, when she entered the division. Number 2. Max Holloway vs. Brian Ortega on occasion in his career, Max Holloway will reach his Ultra Instinct form, where his consciousness separates from his body and he puts down ass-whoopings that defy everything we understand about mixed martial arts. This version of Blessed most recently appeared in his mind-bending victory over Calvin Cater at UFC on ABC, a main event beatdown that went 50-43 on two cards and 50-42 on another. That fight saw the biggest strike differential in UFC history at 312, the most significant strikes landed at 445. Oh yeah, and there was a time during it that Holloway was talking to the commentary team while dodging every punch thrown at him and countering. And while that fight most definitely should have and could have been stopped earlier, and was not as easy to watch when you consider just how much damage Cater took, Max did more with less in his title defense against Brian Ortega. I say less, but not much less. All those records he broke against Calvin, he already held them because of his performance against Ortega at UFC 231. In this four-round masterpiece, Max would land 290 significant strikes and absolutely destroy the challenger. What's crazy is he went into overdrive in the fourth. For the first three rounds, he was landing at a pretty steady pace, and then come the fourth, he would triple that rate. The talking to the commentators while dodging moment of the bout was Max seemingly putting Brian's hands up for him in between devastating shots. He also talked to the commentators during the fight, though, as well. Before the fifth could start, the doctor wasn't sure if there was a human in Ortega's corner anymore or not, and thankfully stopped the fight because T-City was never going to quit, and Max might have landed 400 punches in that final round. 
Number 1. Davison Figueredo vs. Joseph Benavidez 2 Fights don't have to be long to be brutal, and there's no better example than that of the 4 minutes and 48 seconds of pure horror that was Davison Figueredo and Joseph Benavidez's vacant flyweight title rematch at Fight Island 2 last July. The pair fought for the Henry Cejudo Memorial belt that previous February, about that Davison won, but because Figgy missed weight, the title remained up for grabs. From nearly the opening moments, the fight felt like a perpetual finishing sequence, with everyone watching hoping it would be mercifully stopped with each blow that landed. Figueredo couldn't miss. He landed 35 of 40 significant strikes, completely swarming the perennial title contender. It wasn't even a matter of toughness. There was no way somebody could make it through that onslaught. It was just a matter of when this thing would stop. Figueredo would put a terrifying capstone on the bout after taking Benavidez's back and choking him to unconsciousness. The God of War had claimed his throne in one of the most violent title fights in UFC history. And that's really saying something. But the horror of the fight itself was only one reason we wanted to stop watching. Joby had been trying so hard for so so long to get that gold. It was his fourth attempt and everyone knew most likely his last. On top of that, his wife and UFC broadcaster Megan O'Levy had to witness what happened. It was just bad feels all around, man. Even if you weren't a Benavidez fan, it was hard not to feel some sympathy for him after a fight like that. Absolutely the toughest watch on our list. A big ol' shout out to my dude Luke Taylor for editing this video together. You can find him and his awesome digital art on Twitter at CoolToMe underscore. A big, big thank you to Ben Rosette, who provided that sweet tune you heard in the intro. Check out his music by clicking the link in the description and go give him a follow on his Instagram and Twitter page at Ben Rosette. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.